Yay! Welcome to Yes to Soul, an Akashic Spark podcast with Tatiana. I'm a certified advanced Akashic Record practitioner with all five certifications from Linda Howe's curriculum. I use the pathway prayer process to access the heart of the Akashic Records. My pronouns are she, her. I am a messenger being called to plant the seeds of this resource, sharing the knowledge and educating to the best of my ability to awaken humanity so that their paths may be illuminated. The Akashic Records are an energetic realm of love that holds the vibrational record of your soul story as it pertains to you. Love is the fuel for you and your journey in this lifetime as well as past and future lives. If this lights a spark in you, then I invite you to join me, and I'm delighted to have you here. Let's begin this Akashic adventure. Hello. Today, my guest is Dee, and they are a fellow Akashic Record practitioner and a friend, and I'm so excited to have you here today. Dee, can you tell me briefly what your story is and how you found or were led to the Kashuk Records? Uh, yeah, I'll try to be brief. But um, so my story is that I was making theater in New York. Um, I'd gone to school, I'd gone to an acting conservatory and quickly started um, writing plays and producing and and working a lot of capacities and kind of meditating privately um, and also kind of dipping into my childhood where like I was like my parents were meditation teachers and like meditating and using crystals and even talking about the Akashic records were just kind of part of my life for a long time and then I very uh, did not I very much didn't did not want them to be a part of my life and um, after just like I think like two years of my life totally changing um, the Akashic Records came and like kind of grabbed me or found me as, as they do and um, I had I was doing this after school program called fairy school and I was teaching in it and one of my co-teachers gave me a reading and I had major chills and cried and I felt seen and known at a really deep level. And that night my roommate uh, in Park Slope gave me Linda Howe's book, How to Access the Akashic Records. Yeah. And I got like all the chills and I got like kind of freaked out. And I put the, I remember putting the book in the corner of my bedroom and saying to it out loud, I know what you're doing and I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and, um, and then like a week or two weeks later, Christina Cross, who worked with Linda Howe for a really long time, and Christina's a really wonderful teacher in her own right, uh, was coming to Maha Rose, where I was working, um, to teach the introductory class, How to Access the Akashic Records. And after a lot of kicking and screaming, I took the class and had a, a really deep, deep healing past life and early life trauma processing, healing uh, experience. And um, I, I started to practice and I had a lot of free time and really wasn't sure what I was going to do with my life because I'd only ever wanted to make theater. And, um, 
and I was just practicing, giving a ton of free Akashic readings. And then at the end of my practice time, several people were saying, uh, I want to give you money for this. So that's kind of been my story. And then, um, yeah, that's the brief, the brief version. <laughs> that's cool. I don't share the Akashic records that much with my children. Like I, I don't talk about it with them. My son knows, my youngest son knows that I do readings, but he doesn't really know what I'm doing. I just kind of want them to ask me and they haven't yet. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let's see. You wanted to pull a card from that deck. Do you want to do that before I roll into my other questions? Yes, let's do it. Thank you. This is a Fantasy Cats Oracle deck. <laughs> I like it because it's it has cats and fairies on it. I got it as a joke and now it's like so deep I can't even believe it. Okay. So I'll show it to you, but I know people can't see it, but it says attitude desiring intimacy. <laughs> and the cats are kind of strutting down the hall. Um, let me see. Okay, so this says um, gently and quietly, advice, gather that which you love close to you, whisper to the stars of the firmament, invoke and align the cyclical nature of the moon, Lunar cycles support natural growth. Contact and seek those who feed your soul, who knows you, who understands you. Aw, <laughs> I feel this way about you. <laughs> find, find the company of like minds. Seek connections on the intuitive and emotional level. Speak truth and honest, honesty. Allow vulnerability to fill the space of the situation at hand. Brush up against your desire with grace to foster connection. Honesty is rewarded. Aww. Let objects of affection know they are appreciated. Speak intentions aloud. Empower yourself while shining light on others. Reflect the beauty of others like a mirror. Wow. I feel really emotional. Wow. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is really beautiful. I might have to get that deck even though I'm not a big cat person. I'm not either, but I got it. And it just kind of made me giggle and I picked it up and the whole deck was like, take me with you. And yeah, and I kind of got it for fun. And I got to say, it's, a, it's, it's deep. It gets yeah. me really emotional too. Yeah. It's by this Italian artist. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can feel it in my heart. Like I can feel it buzzing. Very cool. Okay. Here's my first question. The funny thing you believed as a child was, and then you fill it in because, and then you can fill that in, and now from an Akashic perspective as a practitioner, how do you feel now? Wow, okay. <laughs> okay, I think that the funny thing that I believed as a child was that I, the funny thing I believed as a child was that I believed that I knew exactly how to ride my bike from Milpitas, California, to um, New York, New York, <laughs> and I spent a great deal of time uh, thinking about it and um, planning what to put in my backpack and wondering about the kinds of people I would meet uh, along the way, and I remember being extremely confident that I could do it and that I knew exa the exact route and uh, that I would not get lost. Um, and I believed that because um, my thinking was that I knew the direction my family and I would drive to go to the ocean, and I knew that New York was the, in the other direction. 
Nice. And I had total confidence about this. <laughs> you are an adventurer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I was I often tried to get my friends on the block to to escape with me to New York on our bikes. And we often would get to, I, we had a pretty small town in terms of biking go, and we often wouldn't even get to the edge of town before everyone would go, wait, I think you're serious. <laughs> like, I'm going to go home now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was very serious about it. <laughs> um, what was the second part of that question? So from, from an Akashic press perspective as a pr practitioner, how do you how do you feel about that now, or or how do you think that has influenced you, like those ideas? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I mean, I I kind of gives me this confidence actually to even speak that right now, because I think that I'm so impressed. Uh, to me now, I would say, well, that was an unknown, but it was. It was something I was so certain I knew how to do. And so from an Akashic perspective, I would say that I, I was right, that actually I, I probably was certain I would know how to do it, or I was certain that I didn't know how to do it and that I would figure it out. Yeah, I love that. And I also think that, I don't know, I, I connect very much to, I think, I mean, this isn't really the Akashic Records, but I think that there is like a, a great deal of astral traveling happening there in my dreams. And when I was a kid and um, uh, even now, I mean, I, I actually often like my dream spaces are often uh, set in New York, New York City. And that's been true my whole life. Yeah, I, I think there's something to me about the confidence of knowing because I, I knew that I didn't know which highways to take but I knew that I knew that I would do it and that I would figure it out yeah so you, um you yeah pulled to New York do you have you looked into that and seen if you've had past lives in New York I actually have not asked about past lives in New York I I know that I did that like um like my father was raised in New York and I was always just, I mean, I think New Yorkers just love talking about New York. So I think I was always just so fascinated whenever he talked about it. Um, and I know I did that, like, what is the astrology thing that you look at, like on the world where your different planets and suns are. I think it's and my son cartography. Is that it? Astrocartography. I have honestly no idea what it's called. You know what you're talking about? I, I think I'm yeah. Name. yeah. I'm sure someone listening will know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's that. Astrocartography. That sounds I would that sounds right to me. Um, I don't think it's right. I think but I'm my wrong. like Yeah. Astrogeography. I'm not sure, but my son is in New York. Okay. Like cool. my son sign is like right over New York City. And I think that past life might have spent some time in New York, but 
I haven't actually done that much diving uh, about past lives in New York. Not, not that much of a deep dive, no. That would be cool. Yeah. What color affects your mood and emotion and how? Mm. I mean, which color doesn't? Um, but right now I'm actually really into um, this color, this kind of like mustard yellow that I'm wearing here. Mm -hmm. And I realized, at, like, as soon as yesterday, like, oh, I actually have a lot of items around my home that, that, that is this color. And this color makes me feel, like, it makes me feel courageous um, and proud. And it also makes me feel, uh, like, calm. There's something about it being, like, a, a mustard yellow that makes me feel very grounded and calm. And, um, but also that I'm not, like, hiding, that I'm still, like, feeling proud and courageous. Cool. Yeah. What would you like to share with the world and humanity and why? I think that I'd like to share, um, like, I think I'd like to share, like, laughing and mm -hmm. laughter and joy and you know, being okay to make big messes of things. And, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, but like that it's okay to, to make, make a big mess. And, um, and also it's okay to like keep going after the big mess and, and to just keep, keep creating and, and, and try to keep laughing and finding some joy in these, um, in these moments of, um, you know, I think it's important to, you know, we need to experience it, the depths of feelings for sure. But I, I also think like, I also think some of these like deep shame or darker moments are like over time can be deeply funny. <laughs> um, even, and I say that with like absolute seriousness, but I, I think that there's like, uh, yeah, there's something about like continuing on that's connected with joy with me, with, with true joy, uh, like soul-centered joy that, that gives a buoyancy of, of life for me when things do get difficult. Um, do you yeah. use your Akashic practice to help you like find that, that perspective or find the humor or the joy? I mean, I feel like the Akashic records are showing me the humor and joy all the time. Like, I feel like sometimes, and I have to admit, like, oftentimes my Akashic records, and I've heard this with people with a lot of, like, either early life trauma or just soul trauma or whatever, um, have a really, like, can, can sometimes have uh, um, not intense times, but, like, these things that maybe we haven't dealt with will come up in the Akashic records, and that's that has certainly been true for me and not even things I haven't dealt with, but like, it's better. Like I somehow deal with them in a fuller way in the Akashic records. So sometimes it seems larger than I realize or et cetera. Um, but I, I gotta say like after some, some really deep, difficult lessons, sometimes, um, you know, not, not actually physically painful anymore, but excruciating truths, then they'll say some totally like silly and tell me to do something that doesn't make any sense that is like so kind of goofy yeah. um 
And they often come on the heels of each other for me. Um, so I find that they'll, they'll walk me through a lot of, uh, very deeply uncomfortable truths that I, I need to, that, that I, that I must be shown. And then, then they'll be like, ha ha, and they'll get like really goofy with it. So I feel like they're showing me all the time what, like what great, I don't know, what a great, great, such terrible sense of humor they have. Yeah. Do you you have anything like, like goofy that you want to share, like guidance or, I know I have one thing, but I'll let you go first if you want. Oh my gosh. I kind of want to hear your one thing. (laughs) I received guidance to, um, to twirl 36 times. And, um, I would get dizzy and then I got better at it and I would lose count and it was pretty hilarious. And then I got, <laughs> but it did, it was, it was, it was to be more playful, to be more spontaneous. Right. And mm-hmm. so it was really, you know, childlike and broke it up. And it also, you know, gives you a different perspective, right? All the spinning, mm-hmm. but it wasn't something that I, I kept up with for a long time, but I do, I do remember it. And, and occasionally I go back to it. That was fun though. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome. <laughs> Aww. That's so sweet. I love seeing just in my mind's eye, like you spinning 36 times or twirling, twirling. It's a nice word. I feel like, so the, the, the thing that is coming to mind and we've talked about this before too, is that like in the beginning of the spring or late spring this year, in the beginning, during the beginning of the pandemic, my master's teachers and loved ones, like after these deep, deep things, were telling me to scribble and (laughs) they were like you've got to scribble it 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 never makes any sense to my human brain and these are after like deep like soul searching you know tell me what to do and they're like scribble haha um and i gotta say like the act of scribbling has helped me because i definitely struggle with um perfectionism so scribbling feels so good on my brain. Like it feels just um, cognitively really helpful for me. And also like just this, like, just do it. Just make a decisionness of it too, which was just like, yeah, like fill up this entire page with color and scribble. And, and, it's, and it's been very deep, actually, just like the interconnectedness. Like when I step away from the pages that I do this, like, the interconnection of design and the interconnection of things that I really thought was chaos and in, in a way is, but also then when I step away, oh, wow, there's a pattern there that I never could have perceived that showed itself to me. Yeah, that was one. That was definitely one and continues to be one that I'm like, oh, wow, you guys. It's so fun when you're game to try some of the guidance. Instead, yeah. of, instead of needing to know all the answers and all the whys, which you're like, yeah, I'll try that, you know, let's, let's, let's yeah. see, right? And then there's, there's all this deepness to it. I, I also have been painting and, and my painting is, you know, just spreading craft paint on, on a journal, like, um, and I've shown you pictures and yeah. it's really fun. I've gotten paint everywhere on clothes and stuff, but it's, it's been a really good, um, I think it's been really good for my brain. Next question. So awesome. What is a ritual or a practice that is meaningful in your life? 
gosh, there's so many. I think right now is kind of where I'm sitting right now, which is, I mean, so many things are going back to playing for me. So I have like a play practice and this was kind of like, I, I have an area, I have a balcony in my apartment where is where I make things for fairies. So I guess fairy, fairy practice and cultivation too. And a lot of that, um, with my understanding with fairies is really making them something. Um, so it's like a, a devotional something that I make for the fairies and I leave it out here. And also I have a, a, um, a ongoing contact with fairies. And when I started cultivating them into my life, I also it was difficult for me to sleep. So this space has also been a, a beautiful boundary space for me. And I have, I'm surrounded by magic wands. Um, so when I sit in the middle here, I can connect to tree energy and, um, and then I have some wands that I decorate. And then also the fun thing about making things for fairies is that like, uh, there's a sweetness to it. There's an innocence to it. And there's also like a, um, a quickness and a play to it. And it, it feels connected to resting or napping, actually, and just like stopping the grind that my brain or cult, the like um, grind culture or whatever I've internalized to keep that going. Like this space is really a space that if, you know, if I need to nap out here, I can. If I need to, you know, I have bay leaves in my hands right now. If I need to burn some of these, I can. Um, I have like burning, um, like things that it's safe to burn in and some water. So yeah, I just, I come out here. This is where I like read the Akashic records for clients and I'm, it's kind of helping me to, um, to play and, and also to develop, uh, flexibility, which I think is very important right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I want to read you this poem by Tanya Markle from the She Book, number two. And then I have a, uh, like a question from it. And it's very short. If you've had a hard time replacing pain with love, you're not alone. Embrace all of you. It takes more than the sun to make a rainbow. And then my question is, from an Akashic perspective or from yours, what are the ingredients needed for a rainbow or what are three things that one needs to see or feel a rainbow? And of course, well, so metaphoric, you know, when, with the Akashic. So, yeah. Um, I love this. I love that quote. Um, I love that sentiment too. Um, it's so true. Um, so rain, water, which I guess would be like, connected to the cycle of life, right? Because this is me pulling from like the second grade, but I think I remember those diagrams we made that like the clouds lift water from lakes and oceans. Yeah, yeah. And then rain. So um, so it feels like rain and, and storm, but that also feels connected to just kind of the cycle of life, um, light through the, through the raindrop. And I read somewhere in um, one of my dad's like metaphysical books from, I think it's kind of popular. It, 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 I think it's called like the Dancing Wooly Masters or something like that. But they talked about the rainbows being like electrons that jump at different speeds. And so the different speeds make different colors okay. of the rainbow. 
Yeah. So I would say like it, we'd need differences mm -hmm. to make a rainbow. Um, but also when you read that to me, to me it just feels like I heard acceptance, acceptance of, of the self, of process, um, you know, not just trying to like jump to the rainbow, just like a, a deep acceptance of, of the present because that, that, that's just true. Like what, one thing doesn't exist on its own. Yeah. yeah. I feel like actually, you know, when, when people draw rainbows with crayons, obviously they're different colors, but really in real life, they're not like the colors aren't really separate. Mm. It's, it's so hard. Even, even when you look at it to see, you know, it's, it's all, it's all one, which is right. The, the point of the Akasha that we all come from one, right. That we're all one. Mm. So, Yeah. That's so cool. Now that you say that, I feel like I saw some art that like showed our planet like encompassed with a rainbow. Mm -hmm. And it was like an art show where like lots of things were kind of encompassed with rainbows. And I thought, oh, that's the, that's kind of the idea of the Akashic Records is holding our sphere of light that we're, that we're all kind of connected to. Yeah. All right. So I that's have cool. a, I have a deck. And I'm gonna pull a card. So let's see, I'll shuffle this really quickly. This is the Word Sisters Oracle deck. Have you ever seen it? Mm -mm. I love it when people shuffle like this. Half the time I drop the cards, it's kind of embarrassing. Okay, I got Spell for Self-Love. So let me read it, number six. Cultivate tenderness for the softest, most intimate parts of your shadow. Now is the time to nurture yourself on the cellular and soul level. Honor all that you have been through, all that you have experienced, and all that you have accomplished. Your personal magic is integral to our co-evolution. Celebrate that magic. And then she gives little spell ingredients. So it's a chalice of water, wine, ale or tea, rose petals, a mirror, body oil, and glitter. Yay! <laughs> There's got to be glitter. <laughs> I've got my glitter right here. <laughs> that is, is that so funny. Card, does that card resonate with you, like, like akashically or personally? I mean, I think it's so interesting you just pulled that card because I feel like that feels very much connected to what you just read of really just acknowledging many parts of the self. Yeah. And the journey and acceptance of that, that felt really like juicy and for lack of a better word, like meaty when you're reading that. I was really feeling like, oh yeah. Um, yeah. How about you? I feel like um, one thing that I have had time for during this quarantine time is I've had more time for self-love, right? Mm. I'm not commuting, I'm home more, and so I just simply have less distractions and I've been able to take get a better care of myself. And of course, I think a lot of us have been really more inward, which, which has been good. I think it's really been good for a lot of us. Yeah. Okay. I love okay. that. Next are the questions that I ask all my guests. Are you ready? I think so. 
Oh, now I'm, I'm nervous. <laughs> what do you <laughs> always say yes to and why? Oh my gosh. I think I always, these days, I always say yes to glitter. And the why is because, I don't know, because I don't have a why for that. I think I just like, it's not something I was like ever super into. And now it's like, I always have like glitter on my face or people are always giving me glittery things. And it's just like, yeah, I think, I guess I want to find a way to, you know, I'm always like, oh, sustainability glitter. I don't know. But for now, I'm always saying yes to 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 sparkling things. Yeah. I worked on a show at a theater and we had these um, curtains, these large curtains that had, it was like a sequined fabric. They're like, mm. and the little silver discs would come off and they would end up in our food, in our, you know, <laughs> you'd be at home "Ah, I brought it home from work or you'd be eating something it's like how did this possibly get in my food it was so hilarious I love that about sequence and glitter and it feels like connected to my queerness somehow like I'm just like ha like like it's it's like just becomes part of you like once you are around sequence or glitter it is it just becomes like integral to every part of your life and I'm I appreciate that about it. <laughs> it's like constant gifts from the show, you know. And I'm sure <laughs> yeah. we'll, never, we'll never ever get it all vacuumed out of the carpet, right? It's from the yeah. theater carpet. <laughs> okay. What might you say yes to and why? What might I say yes to? Yeah. I might say yes to swimming in like a really clean, clear lake. <laughs> I've been thinking about that so much the last two weeks. And why um, I feel very cooped up. I feel very overwhelmed. I'd like help from the water to take away some heaviness. And and it also feels very like um, sensual to me in a way that many, many things don't. Um, Is the ocean open where you are at? Or is it closed right The now? ocean is open. I am, I, this is probably speaking to my uh, slight paranoia, but the idea of swimming at an LA ocean right now, I'm not really into it because um, there's so many people. Oh, is it? Um, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know people who swim in the ocean. I probably could. I've been really like, I want to like go for a drive and then go for a hike and then jump in a lake. That sounds good. I would like to Yeah. What have you just started saying yes to and why? I've just started saying yes to honestly like money and getting paid and like um, looking at numbers of being paid something that would be like an average living wage for the state that I'm in, which is in California. Um, I think for so long, I was just, I've, I've never, I first of all, never looked at like average living wage of any place I've ever lived. And nor have I thought that I would be part of that. I kind of always thought, well, I'll live on the fringe or like, I don't need that much. You know, I know how to, I know how to struggle. (laughs) 
I've been just start like looking at like, okay, well, what are the numbers um, to, you know, have a life where I can like pay my rent and have health insurance and, um, you know, that kind of thing. That's been really new. And I've been very specifically like looking at those numbers, uh, like almost every day for like, uh, like 10 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's very new for me for sure. Yeah. Cool. And then my yeah. last question, what do you rarely say yes to and why? What do I rarely say yes to and why? I think I rarely say yes to like weekends and like vacations and like things like that. Like when you were like, do you have an ocean near you? Like I rarely say yes to like just days of fun or just going on picnic. Why? Part of it is, I don't know why. I mean, I guess like sometimes I feel like I have social anxiety, but then sometimes I love being around people. And I think that sometimes, I think that when I get uh, freaked out, or also, I, I also truly like love to work. Like I love sitting at home and working and reading and learning something new and connecting with people but also like the idea of like vacation and stuff like that like it feels truly unknown to me so I guess I guess it's what it is is it's unknown I'm I'm much more comfortable like working on something and why I don't know I think I think that's just like my childhood I got programmed to work and you know have fun working I can be goofy and have a playful energy and help people working that way but also but actually stopping to like take a day to go for a drive is is uh yeah that takes that takes that's hard for me yeah yeah well maybe you should come up to solving (laughs) yeah I think so (laughs) because our beaches are not that crowded well not I don't don't have a beach in solving but in like Gaviota Beach, some of those beaches are not that crowded. I would love that. Oh, it's nice and warm here too. Like really warm. <laughs> okay. Is nice. there is there anything else that you would like to share, either Akashic or otherwise? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I just wanted to share this because I was talking about it this morning and I think I'm gonna I, I know I'm gonna say yes to this. It was something that was intimidating me, but Um, but I'm really, I think I've talked to you about this, but I'm really into opening the Akashic records of the old movie theaters around Los Angeles. Yeah. And so, um, I started doing like little tours on that and there, I'm going to pick those up again and find a a COVID friendly version of that just because like, I love it so much. And, um, I guess like in that note, like Akashic wise, if people are interested in Akashic records or maybe Akashic records readers are listening to this, but I guess like the Akashic records keep presenting like truly things that I know deeply and also at the same time that like shock me, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of invitation. And when I do say yes, it's so deeply worth it and like continues to surprise me and I I think they're showing us a really like deep authentic way to be which is a a great way to be I think I think it might be a helpful way to be right now especially 
Yeah. And do you want to share any information about how people can reach you if they want to book a reading or anything else that you, you have offered right now? Yeah, thank you. Um, so everyone can find me. I am using Instagram. So I'm at creative.akashic on Instagram. You can also find me on my website, which is also creativeakashic.com. I do like a once a month newsletter with community resources and Akashic readings. And I also host non-binary fairy school, um, which might get a revamp soon, which is um, every six weeks for every pagan holiday. I hold space for trans and intersex and non-binary and gender fluid uh, spiritual folks who want to come and share space with each other. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that remote yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing that remotely. So I feel like this probably will come out after. So the next one is August 1st. And then the one after that will be six, six weeks from that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I love them. Aw, thank you. <laughs> oh, I feel like I should say the, the cat oracle is called Fantasy Cats Oracle. And the artist is named Paolo Beberi, who's in Italy. So thanks. Thanks, cool. Paolo. Yes. <laughs> and I will have all those links in the show notes so you can see them easily. Nice. Thank you so much, Dee. Thank you for joining me today. And I oh. wish everyone could see because uh, I like doing these interviews on Zoom so I can see people's faces. So very nice. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for asking me. It's so nice talking to you. Yes, yes, yes to you. Thank you, beautiful souls. I deeply appreciate you. I love Akashic Conversations and sharing this resource with you. If you have any questions, you can reach me by email at tatiana at yes2soul.com. My Instagram is yes2soul and my website is yes2soul.com. I have these links in the show notes. Let your light shine and be radiant. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, and of course, share. With all my love, light and with highest blessings. Thank you so much. Thank you.